my job on this expedition to try and find any evidence, dead or alive, to the existence of this. how are you i'm doing all right how are you i'm doing fantastic see i said it again you did (laughs) i'm always gonna say it i can't help it it's all good so okay (laughs) sorry how do you get out (laughs) at work um my favorite thing to do is is, because see i work on machines i tear them apart you already know that but they don't i tear them apart put them back together it's good. It's a good job. I like it. I get dirty. But my favorite thing is painting. And tomorrow I get to do my painting. I'm just, I'm going to love it. I'm going to love tomorrow too. It's going to be a great day. Yeah, because you don't have to work. It's my day off. I get to sleep <laughs> in. I do have to go to bath class. There's a spider hanging from the light. That's George. That's George? Yeah. I don't like George. He never liked George. I was out here the other day and I was, um... I was doing something on the computer, probably research or something. I don't know what I was doing. I was on the computer. I'm out here doing my stuff, and there's, like, this little thing right in front of my my eyes, and I'm like, what is that? And I back up a little bit. There's a tiny little spider in front of my face. <laughs> it means you have a, a, a yeah, egg sac that hatched. Because you got another spider over there in the corner. Do I really? Yeah. Um, See your spider webs? There's yeah, little guys. Those, those are always there. No. There's, I swear that one twitched. Oh, whatever. I gotta clean the garage. Yeah, you've been saying that for a while. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, it's too cold to do anything right now. Not not doing it yet. I don't blame you. <laughs> I don't blame you at all. I'm not doing it yet. Oh, did you have a good week, Heather? I had a pretty good week. I was getting over the sickness. I feel good now. I was finally able to go to church after not going for a couple of weeks. But I finally was able to go. It was a fun time. Good. Yeah. Good stuff. Didn't do very much. Oh, I cleaned my house. Yeah, I noticed that. It looked great. Thanks. We did it all day on Saturday. That's awesome. The kids were not happy with me. That's okay. Well, if they kept it clean, then they wouldn't have to waste an entire Saturday cleaning. I know. That's what I kept telling them. I was like, well, if we keep it clean, we won't have to do this again. But next weekend, I told them they have to clean their rooms. So. Baby steps. What are about a time before you know it, the entire house will be clean? And then you just, hardest part, keeping, keeping it, it Yeah, <laughs> keeping it clean. That's the part. I'm doing okay so far. I mean, the dishes is where it's at. I it, hate doing dishes. See, for me, it's dishes and laundry. Oh, yeah. See, I don't ever put laundry away. They just kind of stay in the basket. No, see, my don't, my don't ever make it into a basket. They go from a dirty pile on the floor into the washing machine, into the dryer, into the clean pile of the loft. And it just kind of rotates like that. <laughs> sometimes they get put away. Sometimes they don't. I try. I just fail at laundry. This is the day in the life of a woman wife person right now. At least in this neighborhood. We're talking about doing laundry and dishes. <laughs> That's all right. You know, I got a question for you. What's up? Do you believe in Bigfoot? No. Really? Yeah. You don't believe in Bigfoot? No. 
Never came across anything weird sounding. Nope. I used to go backpacking all the time. Mm-hmm. I used to go hiking all the time. Yeah. I used to purposely get lost in the woods for absolutely no reason other than I don't like people sometimes and I just need a break away from society. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Bears? Yeah. Ghosts? Definitely. Creepy killers in the woods? Sure. <laughs> Stalkers? Yeah. <laughs> Bigfoot? No Bigfoot. Nope. No? Sorry. You got me on that one. I don't believe in the Bigfoot. Man. I believe in everything. I know you do. We've so, talked about this. I do believe in Bigfoot. I remember as a kid in Florida, like we we had like this 20 minute stretch to get home from basically where our lives were. We Our lives were in Daytona, but we lived in Deland, which was like a 20 minute drive. All right. And through that 20 minute drive, there or back is just woods. Yep. It's kind of a scary road. Like, if you happen to be stranded on that road, like, it's scary. It's dark. Hills have eyes scary or it's, different type of scary? I, I mean, no, it's not that scary. But it's still, <laughs> it's pretty scary. Like, when you say scary, I think of, the, like, my drive on the way home. Bad things happen. We had we had the hills like eyes type of hills on our No, drive. I mean, there was no hills. Yeah. Well. So, definitely not like that. Okay. Straight road. But it was creepy because, again, it was dark and there were just woods everywhere. And it wasn't that busy of a highway. So it was just creepy. But I always remember looking through the windows on that drive trying to see if I could spot a Bigfoot. Gotcha. So I, I never did, but... See, as you know, I, I grew up in Nevada in a small, like, I could list it off, but you guys won't know where it's at. And that's okay. We're just going to leave it with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had Sierra Nevada mountain range in one direction and mountain range in a different direction. And I went hiking through... Nevada, Montana, Idaho, Oregon, like, you name it. Did I say Montana? Yeah, you did. Okay. (laughs) And I never noticed anything. Like, those other things, sure. Mm Mm-hmm. But never a Bigfoot. I even had this, it was a six-mile drive between my house and when you got off the freeway from coming from town. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was a curvy, up-and-down kind of road. And it reminds me of The Hills Have Eyes. Yeah, that's creepy. On this side, but then on this side you had like a lake and there was trees and so like hills have eyes on the right and on the left forest like type looking thing. Yeah, and nothing. Maybe Nessie the less the, the ne- monster. Nessie. Yeah, I, I believe in Nessie. Yeah, and like random things that grab your feet when you're swimming. Oh, yeah. definitely believe in that. I've, I've been uh, scuba diving and I've seen some. Like I'm not saying I've seen the monster, but I've seen. Weird things in the water. But Bigfoot doesn't... You, you got, have you intrigued me. me on this whole weird things in the water. <laughs> like, if you, when you go scuba diving, you feel like you're in a different world. Because you are. You Like, I, I swear Literally. these fish come up to you and look at you, and they're like, you are a land uh, air breather. Why are you in my area? <laughs> like, this is my area. <laughs> and so the fish kind of, like, they stop and they look at you and they're like... Like, what the beep? And then they just swim off. <laughs> but, right. you know, like sometimes when you're just swimming above the water and you're not going scuba diving and you're swimming around and you know there's nothing below you because you were just down there looking around and now all of a sudden, like, you feel something on your feet. freaks you out. Yeah, that's why I don't like going into the water. At least not in the lakes. I don't like lakes. I love lakes. I love scuba diving. I love swimming. Anything water related, I'm game. Anything outdoor, I'm game. I'm good with the ocean. Is that weird? See, I think that's where the most creepy stuff is. Definitely the most I've Well, the deep ocean is creepy, but I don't... 
I lived in Florida. I don't know. The ocean doesn't scare me. Maybe it's like the, that shallow area. Sure. But I'm sure if you went out a little bit farther. Maybe. Boat. Yeah. I don't know. I've never actually been into the deep ocean other than a cruise. Sam didn't been on a cruise. But it's fun. I'm just like, I can believe like monsters being in the water. Totally believe that. I can see it happening. I just don't see Bigfoot. All right. Well, we're going to talk about Bigfoot. All right. Well, I hope you can change my mind. All right. Yeah. I mean, you know what a Bigfoot is. Yeah. You want to give us a description real quick? a giant, larger than man size, hairy, ape-like monster that lives in the woods that leaves giant, when I say giant, I'm like huge footprints. Yes. Hence the name Bigfoot. Also known as Sasquatch. Skunk ape. That's a funny name. Yeti. There was all sorts of different names for them. Yeah, skunk apes, apes are are found down south, more like Georgia, Florida, the swampy areas. That makes sense. They're called skunk apes. <laughs> like, maybe it's a giant ape-like creature that just happens to have a deformed foot that walks around? Mm-hmm. Sure. But I don't believe in, like, the mustard. Well, let me ask you. How many times do you go into the woods to just... Find any kind of wild animal. Am I hunting? No, just, you know. Or am I just enjoying a hike? Just enjoying a hike, and but you're looking for wild animals. How often do you see these wild animals? When I lived in Nevada, and I used to go hiking on a regular basis, mm-hmm. you didn't necessarily see them when you were hiking because you make all these noises and you're like this outside creature. Yeah. But if you're going, like, let's say you're going hunting, right? You, you become more stealthy that you can hear and see more things. Yeah. Or if you're practicing tracking, you can hear and see more things. So just, like, it's a hard question to answer because it depends on what you're doing. Huh. If I'm just hiking to go for a hike, I'll see birds and, you know, squirrels here and there, but not much of anything else. Mm-hmm. But, you know, camping and now I'm going to go out and I'm going to do some of my tracking or do some of the other stuff, you see a lot more than what you think you see because you're being stealthy and you're following things and you've covered your scent. Okay. That that does have to do with some of my research that I've done. That's why I asked the question now. All right. I ordered a book off of Amazon. Hold on. I'm going to pause real quick. Just so you guys know, on all of these podcasts, Heather does all this research and comes up with a topic and then I come in and I sit here and she just like bombards me with random questions on a random topic. <laughs> I have no clue what she's about to talk about before we sit down. Just so you guys know where I'm coming from on my answers. That's true. Now, this is, this is, but I like this. I like being, I like keeping you on your toes. Yeah, you don't let me think for my answers. <laughs> I'll let you think. Well, you can have a long pause. Yeah, but I can't go like home or go to work. I'm like, oh. How many times in a week did I go hiking looking for a random animal? Well, I mean, I'm not like, it's just a question. I, I know, know, and I've got a problem with it. I just <laughs> want to let them know that you do the research, you come up with these topics, and then we have a fun conversation about it. And nine out of ten times, when I sit down, I don't know what we're going to be talking about. <laughs> I love it, but I just want to let you guys know where we're coming from. Yeah. All right, yeah. I So I ordered this book off Amazon. Uh, the book is called Indiana Bigfoot. The Beautiful Mind, written by Edwina Cato. Thanks. Yes. So. (laughs) Excuse me. So when you think of Bigfoot, most people think, okay, they probably live in the Northwest, you know, Washington, Oregon. That's where most of the sightings come from. There's over 600 sightings in Washington alone. 
Yeah. So that's where people think that's where Bigfoot is. But this book is explaining that there's Bigfoot here, right here in Indiana. Right here in Indiana. Interesting. Yes. So are we going for a hiking trip, Heather? Absolutely. Where we're going, we're going south of Indianapolis. This lady lived in Indy around this time. So, what was but, the time again? Huh? What was the time again? The time? Well, she wrote the book in 2015. So yeah. these incidents were probably 2013 to 15. Well, sometimes when you say in this time, we're talking about like... I know, a long time ago. This is more recent. Okay, interesting. Yeah, so I'm taking a little spin on this. More recent stuff. She did a good job with this book. I'm enjoying it. I've only gotten 70% of the way through, so says my Kindle. But that's okay. I got I got the, the parts that I really want to talk about. Okay. She was pretty much a non-believer in the whole Bigfoot thing. What I love about the paranormal and supernatural is you got like these cliques. You got the people who believe in ghosts, but think aliens and Bigfoot are stupid. (laughs) Or you got the alien people who think that ghosts and Bigfoot are stupid. And then the Bigfoot people think everyone's stupid. And you you know, you got these cliques. Then you have Heather who just like... I believe in everything. Everything is true. I don't care what it is. It's all true. (laughs) And I'm a skeptic on some things. I like Bigfoot. I believe in Bigfoot. I think he's out there. They're out there. Because Bigfoot, I don't think it's just one. I think there's a bunch of them. I think there's a whole ecosystem of Bigfoot. Like, there's a bunch of them. You think there'd be more spottings then? Yes. Yes, you do. Like, do they live underground and then just randomly pop up? I don't think they live underground. I just think they're really good at hiding. You think you'd see nests? You'd see baby Bigfoot? You'd see like mommy Bigfoots and daddy Bigfoots? I'm gonna, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna get to what I believe probably at the very end. But I want to go through what uh, some of the sightings and things like that. All right, so Edwina, I love her name, Edwina. She was part of a ghost hunting paranormal (laughs) group. (laughs) Are you taking a picture of me? No. (laughs) That's okay. All right. Yeah. So she was part of a ghost hunting group. Okay. So she didn't really believe in the whole Bigfoot thing. She was a ghost person. That's because ghosts are real. Her and her husband, Vince, were part of this paranormal group. They'd go out and, and, you know, do their investigations into finding ghosts. Well, they also really enjoyed going to... Uh, the national parks. Now, ba- she doesn't say which national park it is, but based on where she lived, I am going to guess that it was Brown County State Park or the Hoosier National State Park, just based on where she lived. I take it those are the two closest to her. The location. closest one, yes, is Brown County State Park. It is Brown County is part of Indianapolis. It's the it's Southern Indy. Okay. And then right next to Brown County is Monroe County, which is where Bloomington is. IU. Okay. Everyone knows IU. Yeah. Kind of. I mean, I would think. I the don't only know. reason I know IU is because I had to work with some of the peoples. Oh. Well, that's where they are. So I know of IU. I know of Bloomington, but I don't okay. know. Okay. I can't tell you. <laughs> I can't tell you where on a map it would be. Okay. So it's south of Indy. All right. 
right. So that's why I'm just assuming that's where all of this happened. I cannot confirm. I could ask her. I found her on Facebook. I just didn't ask her. So you cannot confirm nor deny that those are the parks that she went to? No, I cannot. But I'm very heavily assuming that it's one of those. All right. We might have to Facebook her. I probably will. (laughs) Just to fact check my what I'm telling you guys right now. I won't tell you what she says, but I'll check for myself just to make myself feel better (laughs) about what I'm saying. All right. So they like to go to the park. They had a campsite that they always like to go to. And one day they were packing up and driving home. And out of nowhere, she sees a, a, a bat. She saw a bat kind of fly across. So she was she was distracted. But her husband, he, he had he actually stopped the car like he slammed on the brakes because he saw something in front of the headlights. And he was very freaked out. And he goes, did you just see that? And she was like, yeah, I just saw a bat. That was weird. And he goes, no, something ran across the road in front of our car that was it was not a bat it was huge and she was like oh okay well he seemed really shaken up so obviously she believed him yeah don't want to say your husband's seeing things she was doing research trying to figure out what animal possibly crossed the road because he was extremely shaken up about it even days later so she was looking on the internet she's showing him different animals he goes no it was bigger than that no it it was only running on two legs. It was, it's not this. So being the person she is, being the investigator type, she was like, okay, I'm going to look this up because it's the only other explanation. She was looking at pictures of Bigfoot and showed him one of those, you know, grainy pictures that you see sometimes you know, of the, the Bigfoot. You see, but- they're not clear so you can't truly identify what it is yes so she showed him one of those pictures and he goes yes that's it that's exactly what i saw what is that and that's when she explained well well that's a bigfoot (laughs) so from then on they they kind of were more open to the idea of bigfoot being real because her husband vince actually probably saw one See, I'm looking up Bigfoot photos on my phone right now. Yeah. And I'm looking at these, and I see a random ape who is walking weirdly. Uh, I see people in costumes <laughs> trying to freak other people out. Sure. But I don't see anything that looks, you know, realistic, per se. Yeah. I see apes or large monkey-like creatures. I see Hollywood. And I see people dressed up in ape costumes. I'm still not a believer, but I'm going to say it's fascinating (laughs) that they had this experience. Yeah. But it's not enough to convince me. Okay. That's fine. I'll take it. I'm convinced. Oh, boy. Oh, you should see the look on Taryn's face. Nice. (laughs) That is one hung Bigfoot. (laughs) He's definitely well (laughs) done. Why would someone draw that? I don't know. Because he's big, he's got to have a big package. I'm sorry, guys. Well, if the size of the foot is any indicator. (laughs) Oh, Oh, no. I'm sorry. Oh, no. Oh, man. Here we are. 
I told you I was like a big fan of photos. I'm not looking up anything else. That just reminds me of Anchorman. <laughs> you know it. Oh. oh no. Anyway, as you were saying. Oh. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> They went back to the campsite because they wanted to do a little more investigating um, into the whole Bigfoot thing. Now, she she dug into this. Like, she really went into it. She got on Bigfoot um, sites and did research. She watched YouTube videos. She got involved in in forums that of people who believe in the Bigfoot and are doing the investigating into Bigfoot. And she came across this this YouTube video of a woman who lived in Washington state who befriended the Bigfoot in that, in her area okay. by leaving them gifts, just, just different little things. Like she'd bring them food, fruit, peanut butter, um, other little trinkets. And eventually, you know, the Bigfoot would start taking her, her gifts to them and she became friends with them sort of so this is the approach that edwina wanted to take so she got a few things together and and left gifts out to the bigfoot it didn't work at first so she she kept coming back to the site and nothing was touched nothing you know was ever removed there is a bigfoot he's just as skeptical as i am Yes, he is. I, I mean, you think these these creatures, they're living in the woods and they know about us. They can see us. We're not exactly... Stealthy? Yeah, we're not stealthy creatures. Here I am! <laughs> so, obviously, they know what a human is more than likely. So, they, but yeah, they would be just as skeptical as us as any of us would be to them. Okay. So, it didn't take for a while. She got, she got a hold of the YouTube woman and actually asked her, like, how did you get the Bigfoot to, you know, accept you or trust you? So she gave her some pointers on what to do. And she's like, you just, you have to have patience. No. <laughs> oh. You have to have patience. <laughs> yeah, you have to have patience. So she kept trying. She, she did the other little tricks. And she found a different spot to leave the gifts because she was leaving it too close to the trails where humans were. Makes sense. And so she she went back a little further where she knew the Bigfoot liked to go. How would she know the Bigfoot liked to go there? Trees. There's this cool, interesting thing. She, there's tons of pictures in this book, too, about how Bigfoot will leave signs of things. Uh, they call them X's, but what the Bigfoot will do is leave, they'll take two really, you know, thicker trees and put them in the form of an X. And it doesn't, it doesn't look like it, it's natural. It's not a natural thing. Okay. Also, tree bends, they will bend the trees without actually breaking them. I don't know how that's possible, but here's a picture. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And, and they'll make little structures. Oh, here's a picture of an X. That they'll do. See, to me, that looks... And I want you to post these on Facebook, on the site, so that yeah. people can see these. But to me, the X looks like two fallen trees. Like, it just kind of... 
They fell. This one, you can tell they were kind of placed there because the thicker parts are pointing upwards, whereas the thinner parts are down. Yeah, that does not look natural, but the other one totally looked like... A little natural. Yeah, it looked like the trees just kind of fell that direction, and that's yeah. how they landed. Well... That one does look odd. Yeah. I will give you that. Here is the picture of the structure that she said, you know, she could tell wasn't... Again, it wasn't natural. This is something that someone made. It kind of looks like a half teepee. I was thinking more of like a spider web, like where they start in the corner of the room and just kind of web out. Yeah, yeah. I can see. I can see it being like, like half a unfinished teepee. Yeah, kind of looks like a half teepee, but it does look like someone made that. That doesn't look natural. No. Doesn't look trees don't fall that way. No. So she would leave the gifts in that area, and after a while, her gifts were being accepted. Stuff was being taken the peanut butter was being taken she put like ribbon in a box and some bead like a beaded necklace yeah you know mardi gras beads and they actually like decorated that like half tp part thing with those huh. like with the ribbon and the beads is there a picture of it there is let me scroll here we go hmm. so they like kind of decorated but how do they the prove that like i don't know hikers or kids that see this like oh why not know, but here's the box the box isn't fully opened you can tell it was kind of sort of opened because yeah. someone didn't really know how to open the box or they didn't want to open it all the way uh, either way but it could be heavy and didn't want to move it there's the box and they, they got really excited when when the box got messed with so they were looking around but they couldn't see any footprints anywhere which was rather odd. There was no footprints, no human footprints, no animal footprints. There was nothing around there. Did it recently snow? It it had it. It was always snow. It was just snowy. You know how the winter is. It's yeah. just snowy. But we could get a light dusting, like of snow that would cover up like my footprints over to your house. Mm-hmm. But you know enough sun had hit it to where like the top of your car mm-hmm. there wouldn't be snow on it. But where my steps were are gone because the snow had covered it. It wasn't recently snowy. They did find something. They found one footprint on a log. So what they what they determined was they were moving on top of the logs, but not on the ground. Like up on a log and into the trees, yeah. but not on the ground. Like Tarzan. Here's a picture of the footprint that they found on the log. Huh. It's a very large footprint. Yeah. I mean, if you see her hand there, it's very large. At the oh, bottom. Okay. Yeah. It kind of looks like a footprint. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of, sort of. I know. It's kind of hard but to tell. But if it's a doubt, it looks like a footprint. Yeah. It, it does look rather... It's not what it you would think... ish It's not what you'd think of a footprint, like the perfect toes and the arch and the foot and the pad, like what you see in, like, YouTube or movies. Yeah. But... It could be an animal foot. It's squarish. It's got the ridges for the toes. Yeah. It could, I could see it being a foot. Yeah. It's a, yeah. It, I told it I'm skeptical. We're going to, yes. I'm not denying it doesn't look interesting. <laughs> Everything you're showing to me now looks very interesting. It does. <laughs> okay. At least it's interesting. Yes. It's very interesting. <laughs> I'm, I'm fascinated on your excitement by this. I am. I'm very excited by this. It's really cool. So they would go back there all the time. They would just sit there, like, in the darkness. They would be sitting there from midnight to about 3 a.m. 
kind of just sitting there waiting. Uh, what they would do is um, they would do like the the howl. Have you ever heard a Bigfoot howl? No, because I don't, I've never seen a Bigfoot. I don't believe in them. You, like YouTube stuff. Like you haven't seen anything online about it. I'm sure I have in the past, but I couldn't imitate it. Like I could tell Big- you what a dog sounds like howling, but if you've never heard one, Google it. Or if I can figure it out, I will insert it somewhere around here. That was a Bigfoot howl. See, I still say that it kind of sounds like a pack of coyotes or wolves really, really, really far away. Just one like, and then be done with it. What I, what I played you was a, a person doing the Bigfoot howl and then okay. hearing one come back at him. Okay. So that's what that was. You left that out when you first let me hear it. Well, I'm sorry. I'm telling you now. Oh, wow. <laughs> That that's what that was. So they they did one first, and then then he responded with another howl. All right. So Edwina and Vince would go out into the woods and and listen. Sometimes they would hear stuff. Sometimes they wouldn't. They would do tree knocks. That's another way that Bigfoot supposedly communicate. They'll take the, a piece of wood and knock it like really hard against a tree. You'll, you could hear that from a really long ways away if you yeah. do it hard enough. And being a 600-pound Bigfoot, you could probably throw that thing pretty hard. Probably. <laughs> they would hear things. They never saw anything, but they would, he- they would definitely hear a lot of stuff. They would, you know, go back to the car. They were going back to the car one day, and they were hearing, they were hearing stuff. They were doing the tree knocks. And then they would they would hear a response. They would hear more tree knocks from like miles away. Huh. But then they heard one not very far away up the trail from them. They were hearing a, a knock, not to not a response to their knock, but to the response to the other knock that they heard. Huh. What they're thinking is the Bigfoot were communicating that they knew they were there. And just, you know, warning, hey, the humans are coming that way. Yeah. And so they did another knock, but I guess that may have annoyed the Bigfoot that was closer to them. Because, an ex- like, a really large tree branch, like, got thrown at them. Huh. <laughs> like, not thrown at them like he was trying to hurt them, but thrown at them like, shut up. Like, they were interrupting them, like, I think probably in the middle of a hunt. Gotcha. And they were being disturbing. So he was, like, you know, throwing something like, shut up, get out of here. So that's what they did. (laughs) They got out of there. There was another time they were there with a a couple of friends at the actual campsite. So they weren't even back in the woods where they normally go. But they had recorders on. And they were doing the uh, the hooting and hollering and then the stuff that the Bigfoot do just to try to get a response. And then they started hearing growls. Huh. And and but they had the recorders going the whole time, but the growl was not very far away. It was towards the bathrooms that were probably a few feet away from them. And they said it didn't sound like menacing growls. It was just kind of a a growl. I don't know how it growls. Yeah, you need to stop. No, maybe not annoyed. I don't know. I, I just don't know. They 
They didn't feel threatened by the growl, but, you know, it was a growl. See, when I think of growls, I, I resort back to dogs, mostly. Yeah. And growls are like a parrot counting. You know, like, get your little booty over here now, and they don't listen, <laughs> so you go one, two, three, and at three, they get a, a spank gun or some kind of response, and yeah. they get in trouble. That's what I think of growls. Growls are like, I'm annoyed. That's what I do, too. So you better I'm, get here now, because it's not going to end well. So I'm thinking instead of using the word growl, I think she probably should have used the word grunt. Because I, in my mind, it was probably more grunting rather than growling. Huh. I don't know. Either way, they got freaked out, got into the cars. But they forgot the recorders. Poor Vince had to get out of the car at around 2 in the morning. So it's pitch dark. They He didn't really, you know, he was going back there in the pitch darkness after something just. Where's his flashlight? I'm sure he had it on him. Either way, still creepy. That is creepy if you got a light. Well, he's going by himself because she wasn't getting out of that car. No, I'm going to risk my husband <laughs> for this recorder that may or may not have something on it. If it were me, I would have gone out would, of the you car. You would send your husband. <laughs> you know what? You, you go get this. I'll no, wait right here. This is you the go. other way around. Tyler would send me out there to go get it. <laughs> no, that's not true. We'd go together. We'd go out there together to go get it. <laughs> But Vince went out there by himself to go get it, brought the brought, got the recorders, ran back to the car, and they drove away. As soon as they got home, he started uploading the, you know, the recording to hear what they got. Yeah. And he he listened to it and was like, oh, you've got to hear this. And I wish I could hear what they got. I wish you could hear audio recordings from a book, but you can't. It'd be cool. In but- the future, you will. Yes, probably in the future. That'd be awesome. <laughs> but she started listening to it and you could hear the growl. You could hear it. It was very close. So you could hear it and you could hear them running past the recorders and you could hear the car door slamming. And then after all that noise, you could hear what sounded like words. Okay. But it was not in a language... It wasn't in English and it wasn't in any kind of other language. It was like a really rough sounding language. So the only thing you could think was that Bigfoot was actually trying to talk, but in his own language. Yeah. Huh. They, they sent off their recording to a known, I don't know what he... I don't remember what they said he does, but he he analyzes recordings from Bigfoot findings is what okay. he does. And he said that within what he was hearing, there was a certain sound or Bigfoot word that is used a lot and, and heard in a lot of other recordings. And he's assuming that it's the word for human. So it's the same word or sound that a bunch of other people have also recorded. Hmm. Interesting. Very interesting. And that, that was, it was really cool. So that's really all the story I want to tell you about Edwina and Vince. That's all the, the really cool stuff, at least from what I read, they have a lot of other stuff in the book. I, I barely gotten into what her findings onto the Bigfoots are. If you want to know, you can go ahead and read her book. And she's got two books out right now. 
the Indiana Bigfoot one. And then she's got another one that goes with it. And then she's actually starting to write another one. Well, make sure you add those books into the website so they can easily find it. I will try. I'm I'm having a hard time figuring, figuring out the whole website thing. <laughs> but I will try. Maybe we'll just put it on Facebook. Yeah, I can do that. There I'm good go. with Facebook. <laughs> so that's uh, that's her story on the Bigfoot. Do you... Uh... What do, you, what do you think about her story? I think it's interesting. I think it's fascinating. I like the fact that they actually had some kind of evidence, per se. Mm-hmm. But I'm still not necessarily believing in the Bigfoot. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. But And I spent a lot of time out in the woods. Maybe, I, maybe it's because I wasn't sitting there at night hitting a tree with a piece of wood as hard as I could. <laughs> but every time I think of Bigfoot, I just think of, you know, some guy in a suit that's playing gimmicks on people all right that's fine. i'm not saying it's i'm not saying bigfoot's not real because there's a possibility with all this different evidence that's been out there that he is but if it's so big and so strong with such big feet mm-hmm. yeah there's and they're spread out across the united states because obviously there's been sightings of them everywhere yeah why haven't we been able to see something on you know the satellite scans where you can zoom into a window in a car you know, I could type in my old address and a date and get an image of my house and what I had in the backyard and where exactly my, you know, trampoline was. But mm-hmm. I can't go into the woods and see, like, the random trees or just a guy, Bigfoot thing, walking over the trees or an opening where there's been sightings of yetis with, you know, the big snow feet. Why is this not being caught on satellite? Where is the actual evidence, aside from hearings and noises and howling in the background and recordings like where is where are the bodies they're gonna die at some point everything dies everything comes back to life mm-hmm. where is the the babies where are the where's the habitat why is it not consistent throughout the entire united states are they in different countries and if so why is that not like close to the same type of habitat and why are we never actually like see one person How, do the males fight over the females and where's the blood where's this epic battle scenes like you see with other mammals all fantastic points i love the skepticism good because it's not going anywhere i have some answers okay okay now these bigfoot creatures are probably more human-like than you would think they're probably they're obviously more animal than we are but they're more human than, say, a chimpanzee is. So, like, the missing link in the yeah, evolutionary they're, process. They're that... the in-between. Okay. So, they probably have the family structures. They probably have territories figured out. <coughs> yes, they are in other countries. As the Yeti, also near, like, Nepal and stuff like that. They are definitely in other countries. They are only ever around forests and no you're probably not going to get a satellite picture of them because forests are dense Taryn. you can't really get the pictures of the ground from there i'm not saying like yes i know you cannot see the ground from the satellite pictures but you can see patterns you can see things like okay here was a big group of trees and now all of a sudden that tree is not as dense right Mm -hmm. because they made their habitat of it why are we not seeing this evidence of their habitat other than like that one TP picture that you showed me of the trees that is kind of fascinating. Like, why is it positioned that way? Mm-hmm. But why is there not more evidence of this? 
why is it you could go hiking through a forest and nine out of a thousand times, or you know what I mean, nine out of ten yeah. times, you're not going to see anything like that. I will admit, some of those pictures you showed me, okay, that is fascinating. Trees don't fall that way. They don't land like this. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, where do they live? You said they don't live underground. No, I don't think they do. But they don't necessarily live, like, in the trees. No, I don't think they build their homes in the trees. So, you know, where are they sleeping? Where are they laying their head down at night? Where, like, show me an evidence on where they live and what what do they eat and why have we never found a deceased body? They die at some point. It's Uh not like they're thousands and thousands of years old. Mm Mm-hmm. That is true. Do you want to know what... I think I would love to about know all this because you've heard what I think, so I'd like to hear what you think. I believe that Bigfoot are interdimensional beings. Okay, they can exist on our plane of existence, but they could also exist on a different plane of existence where their actual home is. Where their actual home, where they actually live, is a different universe per se then what's the point of putting the x's or playing with the beads or doing the so here's here's the the thing about the different universes so you'll have this, no, hold this on a second. bubble before okay. you go to universes are we talking okay. about like marvel universes no like actual scientific universe like here's our world this is our world right here Okay, sorry. My hand. So for you guys, she's making a uh, oval shape circle <laughs> that she's putting it about her forehead like and saying, this is our world. Okay. I'm actually changing it up. I'm okay. holding my hand up. This is our world. My hand is our world. This is a different world. Her other hand. My other hand is a different world. But they're not always like this. They're okay. not always separate. I'm holding my hands apart. They're not always separate and apart. Sometimes these worlds will overlap. Okay. That's why we're seeing the Bigfoot because their world is overlapping with our world. So that is why you are seeing glimpses. That's why people aren't really like, I mean, they're seeing them, they're hearing them, but they're not like getting concrete evidence because they're not actually part of our world. Interesting. What do you think? I like it. All right. I'm still a skeptic on Bigfoot. Okay. I do like your perspective of it, like your thought behind why you're not seeing any of the stuff that I want to see. Yeah. Like, no, I don't necessarily need to see something to believe it. Mm-hmm. For example, like, I believe in God. Well, you don't see him. But you'll never see him. Yeah. I my, when I was a kid, I believed in Santa Claus. As a kid, you never see Santa Claus. I don't necessarily need, like, need to be- see it to believe it, but for something like a Bigfoot, I want more evidence. Okay. I don't need to see a Bigfoot to believe a Bigfoot's there. But I want to see some kind of, like, more to believe it of. Something Does that make sense? more, sure. Like, for example, for, for Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. I don't see him, but because of him and because of what how he created us, I have my kid. I yeah. see people who are, you know, complete A blanks <laughs> and something will happen to them. And then all of a sudden, you know, they're, they're a different person. 
and maybe that's because you know God touched them or helped change them. I see someone who has hit rock bottom and someone else who believes in Jesus bring him to Jesus and now this person is better or is at least having a better life. And I, I have seen people who are depressed who have turned to God who you will never you don't see and now they're not as depressed. So you don't necessarily need to see it to believe it, but at least there's evidence there. There's evidence of things happening because of a certain person or a certain being. Mm-hmm. With Bigfoot, I just don't get it. All right. There is a website. Uh, it's <coughs> bfro.net. This is the Bigfoot Field Researchers Organization. Okay. What they do is put together all of the sightings of Bigfoot in whatever state by county. So, obviously, I went to Indiana. And Brown County is where we've been centralized, so I looked at the Brown County one. Now, this research organization only has three in Brown County, which is fine. But they separate them into Class A and Class B sightings. Class B sightings are hearing things or maybe sensing something, and Class A is actually seeing one. Okay. So there are two Class Bs and one Class A. The Class A was in 1998. It says, evening encounter by backpacker in Hoosier National Forest. The two Class Bs were campers heard vocalizations. And then the other one was campers hear strange sounds. um, And they see the outline of an upright creature. So they didn't see the creature itself, but they thought they saw an outline of the creature. That's why it's a Class B. They didn't, like, really see it. So I was I was having fun on this. I was looking at all of them. And, of course, our county has zero sightings of Bigfoot. I was really upset about that. But then again, I thought, we don't exactly have a national forest anywhere near us. I don't think Bigfoot likes corn. No. <laughs> no. So I had to go to the counties that I knew had national forests. So Brown, obviously, is one. Then I went to Monroe County. There are eight sightings in Monroe County, which is on is also has the Brown County State Forest. So that's kind of part of it. There's eight of them. And one, two, three of those eight are class A's. All right, let's let's rewind a little bit. And mm-hmm. let's say it is your international or not international. Interdimensional. Interdimensional. Theme. Yeah. If it was an international beam and the world happened to cross at a certain time, which is why we are seeing them when we see them or hearing them when we hear them, mm-hmm. right? You think they'd be able to have some kind of scientific calculation on approximately when these times are going to happen? You would think. Like, let's say, like, normally you have world A is over here and world B is, you know, completely different. Mm-hmm. And every, like, 10 years or every five years, they crash just for that little bit of time, and that's when we see them. And then you're going to have to wait five to ten years, and it happens again. Yeah. Or something along those lines. Maybe it's every you know every three months, and then six months, and then nine months, and it just rotates. But you think you'd be able to pinpoint like when and where it might happen next, and they don't have that either. No, the problem with that is the uh, other universes, like this uh, other universe theory, there is an infinite amount of other universes. There's no way you could pinpoint just one. Yeah, there's, but, there's no way well, you then, could do that. Hypothetically, 
But you should be able to take. Like, you can't even prove that the infinite theory is is. No, you can't prove it. That's why we're doing <laughs> reply hypothetical. Here. Yes. But let's say you <clears throat> take all the sightings in the last fifty years. Okay. Where were they, and how far apart were they? Mm-hmm. From there, you should be able to come up with some kind of mathematical or scientific the, the notation op- of when, when or where, like an estimate on when it might happen again or where it might happen again. The other problem is is that not everyone makes a report. Well, I'm not saying it's going to be perfect. But I'm just going to say it's 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 a hypothetical. It's going to give you an idea. Okay, so it hit Brown County and then it hit here, and then, like. Is there a literal pattern on where this is happening, or is it just sporadic? I think it's just sporadic. But have you done the research, Heather? I have been looking at Bigfoot <laughs> stuff all day, Taryn. All day. And if I'm not an expert in Bigfoot, I'm not. But I don't know who is. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I would... If, if we're going to play hypothetical and say that it is an interdimensional being, mm-hmm. I would like to see, okay, how often does... How often did they appear? Mm-hmm. And you know, is it like is there a linear pattern, or is it like, oh, I'm gonna point, I'm gonna come to point A and then point D and then C and then Z, just you know, random. Let's just throw a yeti in there and then you know, come <laughs> back over to here and then over yonder. And I mean, back it's to a, a and it's a fair point, but it would be a very flawed scientific. Everything's thing. flawed. No, it would be extremely <laughs> flawed because it, it's like that thing, if a if a tree falls and no one's around, does it make a noise? Yes. It's the same thing, though. It's like a Bigfoot could be there, but no one's around. So how would you know? I'm not saying it's going to be perfect. I'm just saying it would be interesting to see what their findings are. Like when and where and how often they appear. Even if you can't predict when the next one's going to happen. How often, like year, location, and time. Like, maybe not, like, time of the actual thing, but, okay, so it happened in February of 2019, and but it happened twice in February of 2019 at, at this location, but then it happened four times in, you know, September of 2019 over in Washington. Like, that would be neat to see. I think that's what that website is showing you. That's what they're showing you. That's what you want. They're showing the month and the year and where. So that's really what they're doing. Yeah, but I mean, it would be it would be cool if they could like, you know, because it's interma- international, I can't In- talk. interdimensional, being. It would be neat to like. Okay, we know how often it appears to be showing, mm-hmm. like hypothetically, every three or four months. Yeah, hypothetically. So you know that during the months of you know March, April, May, and June, you're not really going to see anything. But July, August, and September, we're going to see something. But it's just so sporadic. I must say, yeah, but if, if you have the data, then and you know that hey, the majority of the sightings were between, you know, August and October. Mm-hmm. Fine. So let's go see if we can find one during that time period. Because that's when they most likely appear. Okay. But they appear all the time. Well, you want me and to, in you weird want me to thing. believe it? That's I do. my thing. And I, I'm, a, I'm in a weird class of my own, honestly. Like, I know there's a few other people I know that believe Bigfoot are <laughs> interdimensional, but there's not that many of us. Most people believe that they actually live here, but I'm right with you. Like, what happens to their dead? Where are they sleeping? Like, I don't, 
I don't understand any of that. I don't know. Unless they're nocturnal creatures, and that's why we never see them during the day. But you have all these scientists that are going out there that study all these different types of animals throughout the entire world. Like, I'm not saying we have all the animals in the entire world, but we know, like, your your nocturnal species versus your, you know, daylight species, and we know, you know, where they live and what their habitat is and what they need to survive and what they tend to eat, all the way down from the smallest, like, bed bug and smaller, all the way up to your largest animal. So if Bigfoot really is here, you think that all these scientists that go out and study all these things would have come across him. Uh, if it lived, let's take away the other world, right? And they live here mm-hmm. on Earth with us. Yeah. Where? Any How? national park, apparently, because that's what I'm seeing on this website. Any place that has a national park, they're there. <laughs> Or someone seeing something. Maybe, also, maybe they migrate. Maybe they're one of those migrating animals where they're not in the area all the time. Yeah, but they always come back to that area. Yeah, they would always come back. So there would be evidence that they're there. Or that they're coming back. Or that they were there. I don't know. Like, apes. Apes don't migrate, but they move around. Mm -hmm. Right? But I'm assuming if you were to go to that area... You could see, okay, this is an ape nest. We know this is a nest. We know they were here. Yeah, but that's that's essentially what the Edwina is doing. She said, this is the structure that is done from Bigfoot. We know they were there because this is the structure. But they're still there because they decorated it. Yeah. If they're actually there. But, okay, so where are the other ones? Deeper in the forest so where humans don't go. Yes, they do. I ain't. Why do you ain't? <laughs> but others do. They're good hiders. They're the hide-and-seek champions of the world. Extra large, super strong, big creature is afraid of little old B. I'm not saying that they're afraid of us. I know, I'm sure they know they could take us. But they also don't want us to know that they exist because they probably know that, yeah, humans kill animals. They, They kill the big things. They probably see hunters going to kill huge elk and they... Sea hunters going to kill bears. They probably see it. You know so why they kill yeah, elk? because they're go- tasty. <laughs> I'm not going to deny that elk is tasty. <clears throat> but the Bigfoot probably see this. They probably know. So yeah, they're going to stay clear. They're not gonna. They're not going to let us know that they're that they're out there. I'm not necessarily saying that they're not out there. Maybe they are. Maybe I'm just blind to the Bigfoot world. But I've done a lot of backpacking. I've done a lot of hiking through all, like, and I'm not saying I've gone to all these places. Like, hey, a Bigfoot sighting was here. I've not necessarily gone hiking through that area. I've just gone hiking through areas. We spent three or four days in the woods with one or two friends where you're just hiking. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen those, like, the weird structure where, the like, the heavier parts were up top and the lighter, and it was the X. Yeah. I've never seen that. I've never seen the teepee-like thing. I've seen the bends that you were talking about in yeah. the trees. I've seen that. I've seen those. I've seen the X, but it looks like, and same in that picture, it looked like, you know, this tree kind of fell on this tree and it just happened to make an X. Yeah. A natural X. And it was natural looking. Everything that I've seen is natural looking. I've never seen, and I'm not saying just because I haven't seen it, it's not there, but it's really hard for me to believe that this large animal that leaves these massive footprints has, like, never been found 
Like, there's no evidence of the dead. There's no, like, and I'm not saying I need to see a dead one. I'm not saying that I need to, like, physically see a Bigfoot. Mm -hmm. But if they're a creature, they obviously have a lifespan. They have to reproduce. They have to live somewhere, whether that means that they, you know, at this time they live here and then they migrate this way and then they come back. There's a pattern to that. So where's the pattern? It's not there because it's sporadic. It is. Where's, where's, you know, the bones? Where's the blood? Where's the, the, the making babies? Like where, I'm not saying I need to see the making the babies, but you'd have babies. You just want to see them making the babies. (laughs) You would have baby Bigfoots. Yes, you would. That wouldn't be as careful as the adults. So that you think there'd be more sightings of the babies than of the adults. Well, I mean, if they're good parents, they're not going to let their babies just wander off in front of a human. I'm not saying they would, but they would be more like scratches in the trees or more like evidence. I, I don't know what kind of evidence I'm looking for here, but I feel like there would be more if there was little creatures. Like a house, for example, right? Mm-hmm. If it's just you and your husband or you and your spouse or you and somebody else, good chances it's going to be clean. Like you do the dishes, you throw your laundry in the dirty clothes, you know, it's picked Supposedly. up. Supposedly, you know, you would think <laughs> that if it's just you or if it's you and another person, adult, teenage to adult person, it's easier to keep the house clean because you both work on it together and, it, you know, it's it's kept up. And then you throw a toddler in there or a five to like 10 year old and it's all out the window. Mm-hmm. So where's this like five to 10 year or whatever hypothetical range it is for this animal where they're young or going like, yeah, and they're just everywhere. Like. Where is the evidence that this creature is other than knockings and howlings that could be another creature? I'm telling you, it's thinner dimensional. That's why. That's why I think Maybe. that way. If Bigfoot... I don't, and again, I still don't believe in Bigfoot. It's fun to have these arguments. I still don't <laughs> believe in Bigfoot. I think that if Bigfoot is real, your theory makes most sense to me. That's kind of why I've gone with it. It, it just it does make the most sense. If if Bigfoot's Bigfoot, if Bigfoot is real, that makes sense. Yeah, but I still don't think he's real, or she's real. Would you be willing to go on a Bigfoot hunt with me? Sure. Yes. All right. I want you to prove me wrong. There are cabins down there that we can rent and stay for like a weekend. Okay. If you would like us to go on a Bigfoot hunt so I can prove to Taryn that Bigfoot are real, let us know. (laughs) Email me. Get on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Let me know. I'm checking it all. Taryn's going to go on a Bigfoot hunt. I'm just saying, prove me wrong. Yeah, we're going to go find some big feet. Okay. Is the plural for Bigfoot big feet or Bigfoots? Big feet. It is not. (laughs) It's Bigfoots, which I find so funny because it sounds weird to say Bigfoots. That's kind of like for ox. Uh Uh-huh. Isn't it oxes? Oxes. Or is it just ox? I don't know. Oxen. It is oxen. Oxen. (laughs) Why is geese goose? No, goose is geese. Okay, why? <laughs> I don't know. It's the same thing that foot is feet. Foot is feet. Okay, that makes sense. You have one foot, you have two feet. Yeah, you have okay. one goose, you have two geese. Yeah, but gooses make more sense. No, it doesn't. Geese. That's the same Bigfoots. 
So weird. It's big feet. <laughs> Should be big There's feet. There's multiple big feet here. There's one big foot, multiple big feet. No, English, not. the English language is so weird. I don't like it. It's so confusing. I can't speak it. I ever. Yeah. Words. Done. We speak words. Words. <laughs> Can I speak words? Not today, Heather. Nope. <laughs> okay. Taryn. Heather. My favorite thing are dad jokes. <laughs> I know this was coming. Do you, do you know any good dad jokes? I don't know any good dad jokes. There is one that I heard on the radio. I watch, I don't watch, on my drive-in at like 5 o'clock in the morning. I listen to, the, obviously, the radio, and they always have, it's called The Morning Corny. Uh-huh. And they have dad jokes on there. Yes. But to save my life, I can't remember what today's joke was. And it was very stupid. I'm like, I, I hit <laughs> my head. My hand on my head multiple times on the drive Like, that, did I just hear that? Oh, um, man. I do have one written down, and if you want to tell yours, yes, I will read you mine. Okay, here's mine. What did the janitor say when he jumped out of the closet? Who? Supplies! <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, it's a good one. Did you find yours? No, I'm looking for it. Give me a second. This is going to be your job from now on, Taryn. You have to find me a new dad joke every week so I can laugh and giggle at it. (laughs) And tell everyone. All right, I got one for you. This is not mine. I have a friend on Facebook who, for Christmas, his wife got him a dad joke book nice and so randomly probably about daily or weekly he posts dad jokes awesome it's rather entertaining to read on facebook um so this was saturday's dad joke from my friend that will remain nameless (laughs) just heard about a dwarf who was pickpocketed how could anyone stoop so low (laughs) that's a good one Like, I'm scrolling through his thing right now, and they're popping up left and right. If you have any uh, purely awesome dad jokes to send me, I appreciate all dad jokes. They're hilarious. Taryn, save it. No, I have to do this. Fine, okay. What's the definition of a will? What? Come on, folks, it's a dead giveaway. one was the dwarf one though <laughs> that was this morning's oh anyway i'll man. save the rest of the dad jokes for the next one i'm sure he'll have more and i'll try to come up with my own you don't or, have to come up with your own just you know okay i will document there the ones that pop up on facebook because they happen weekly and well if they happen weekly that's perfect um, we are a weekly podcast but anyway if you guys have any dad jokes please i'd love to see heather's face when she reads them <laughs> I'm just going to forward them to you. And then you're going to read them. (laughs) They're going to be awesome. 
All right. Yep. Okay. Hey, guys. Our website is fortweirdpodcast.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. All of them are going to be at Fort Weird Pod. Shout out. You know, let us know you're listening. If you like us, if you listen every week, shoot me an a email. Heather at fortweirdpodcast.com. Message me on Facebook. Get a hold of me on Instagram. I like to know who you guys are. If you're my family, I already know who you are, so you don't have to do that. You're gonna anyways, because I know how you guys are. But, you know, just let me know. I like to know when you guys are listening. I like to know you. So, give us a shout out. Let us know. We'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. The existence of this. <laughs> <laughs>